Welcome everyone to Too Young to Be This Old. I am one of your hosts, Ben, here tonight with Andy. Hello. We are going to be flying solo this evening, just me and your co-pilot. Don't yeah, forget you can... Two in a row now. <laughs> right, moving on up. Right. Um, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, at Too Young to Be This Old, and then on Twitter, if you want to give them that Twitter handle, Andy. Yeah, that Twitter handle is now real simple to follow. If you search for TM to be this old on Twitter, you'll find it. But also, it is just at T-Y-T-B-T-O. Yeah, basically the initials of all the words in our name. Exactly. So what have you had going on since our last recording here, Andy? Well, since last time we recorded, uh, been playing some of that NBA 2K a bit more. Um, not Madden. Not Madden. No, I actually I haven't played Madden like, ooh, in a little while now. I think it's partially because you're not playing right now, so that's definitely affected affected my Maddening. But I've been continuing my uh, franchise uh, with my uh, struggling garbage Miami Heat uh, in NBA because I'm using the default roster. So doing a good bit of that and then also uh went away this past weekend uh to a cabin in Callaway Gardens uh in Pine Mountain, Georgia, if you know where that is. It's pretty cool. So that's kind of kind of what's been going on and since then I've gotten, you know, after that uh just been working. Fun, fun. I think since uh, last time we recorded, I think I mentioned it last time, I've been dealing with old man back, as I'm going to call it. I had a knot, knotted muscle that was pressing down on my sciatic nerve. So that's been a lot of fun to deal with, finally getting over that. You know, taking care of taxes since it's almost that time of year. And Division 2 has become my new vice. I've been playing a lot of NBA as well, though. I've but noticed not, you've been on NBA, but I keep hearing a lot of hype about Division Two, and I'm, I'm I really want to play it, but I also really just want to play the first one just because story. Well, the stories barely I carry know, over. It doesn't matter, but you know I have this problem. Well, you have the problem where you don't play games, so it doesn't matter. I mean that's true, but I did play something that wasn't Madden. That's that's the game I played. So yeah, um, well you know it'll be the, sh- the show comes out next week, so I'm pretty sure that'll be your, oh, your next I mean, game. I skipped last year though. You didn't. You didn't. I don't have so, PS4 anymore. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have that that open. Yeah, I've been I've been real real tempted to get MLB the show. So we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Well, in things that nobody asked for, we are going to discuss the DC <laughs> Extended Universe today. Um, we've been sitting here and we're talking. We're like, oh yeah, we've got all this stuff we want to talk about with Marvel and all this stuff we want to talk about with other movies. We're like. Let's just go ahead and get this one out of the way early so that it can be all uphill from here. Yeah. That's it's just not one, one yeah. we knew we needed to do, but yeah. kinda kinda didn't want to. So but we have a lot of opinions as uh this uh four page outline uh made me realize. <laughs> <laughs> so so the films we have in the DC uh cinematic universe uh at the moment are Man of Steel. Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. And from what we've heard out of DC is those might be it uh, that are considered a shared universe film um, due to how unwell-received the universe has been. Yeah, and I was I was looking at that too, just like the fact that it these may be the last ones, but then 
I mean, just like anything else, the more you dig, the more you find kind of conflicting info yeah. on there's that. Still, there's, there's still so making... much confusing info on it. Yeah. They're still making DC movies, but it right. does sound like they're not going to try to interconnect them as we've seen with what Marvel's done Okay, with theirs. Right, but, right. No more shared universe stuff. Yeah. Let's get started with the first movie that kind of kicked this all off, um, and that is Man of Steel. Mm. Uh, directed by, love him or hate him, Zack Snyder. Good old Zack Snyder. Yeah. He's either really good or really bad. He doesn't have an in-between. Yeah, no, it's... It's either Watchmen or 300, or it's this movie. Your basic Superman origin story, which if you've not followed comics or watched a Superman movie in forever, Superman is basically the ultimate hero that has hardly any weaknesses. I feel like Kryptonite was invented just so they could have a way to beat Superman. It stars Henry Cavall as the super one, and Andy has a lot of feelings on Henry Cavall, so I'll let him go ahead and get oh, into some of that. Oh, God. I just... And it's not even, I don't think I've seen, I haven't seen him in much else except for uh, Mission Impossible, which right. I also very much did not enjoy the most recent Mission Impossible. Um, but I just, I, the character is difficult to do Superman overall, and, and Henry Cavill comes off as the most unlikable Superman that I've, I've seen. And in my opinion, the most unlikable Superman. I just, I can't care about him because he's kind of just a dick. Now, is, are you saying Henry Cavill's a dick or Superman's a dick? Superman's a dick. So I'm just saying, I just don't think he does the character well. Or or maybe it's more of a symptom of the character was not written well for him. Okay. I didn't pick up on those vibes. But there yeah. were two people in this movie that I wanted to point out. Because anytime they're in a movie, I get really excited. Oh, yes. Jor-El being played by Russell Crowe. <laughs> and I was very entertained by him being in this movie. Um, yeah. Even though he doesn't have a lot of weight, it's basically he just explains they use him as the backdrop to explain Krypton's destruction and sending Superman off to be found on Earth. You know, that's all he's really there for, but... I was there for it because I liked Russell Crowe, and I just thought it. Well, came yeah, off. he he does he good in that. Yeah, in that role, he does really it's good. Fine, yeah. But not to be outdone by his actual father, Papa Kent is played by Kevin fucking Costner. <laughs> KFC. And, do what? Oh shit! Do we just have KFC. a fucking chicken reference? Fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, hold on, callback. The only uh, chain restaurant actually the two chain restaurants in pine mountain georgia kfc and subway Ooh, yeah mm, fun stuff there yeah no but uh <laughs> kevin kevin costner i really enjoyed him as uh papa kent in this in this movie because he basically like he understands clark as something special but wants him to live a normal life as much as he can and the scene where the tornado is coming through um, and and Papa Kent's out there saving everyone, even though, you know, Clark's like, I can do this. He's like, no, you can't, because then everybody's going to know. And I would rather die than you have to go through and live, you know, live like a pariah because people are scared of you. And that scene is possibly in my my eyes the best scene in the movie. Because it's the only one where you feel emotion. 
Right, and you know what? So I only saw this movie in the theater, like right when it came out, and that mm-hmm. is a, one of the very few things I remember about the whole movie. Yep, it's the one scene, <laughs> that <laughs> scene it. and the scene where he breaks Zod's neck are two scenes that stand out to me, but for very different reasons. Like, I wasn't a big fan of him breaking Zod's neck. I really wasn't a big fan of the end of this movie in general because of how much collateral damage happens during the fight. It doesn't make much sense to me to have that much damage happen. Because, uh, I mean, I know we've seen a lot of damage in other superhero movies, but this was just, like, absurd. <laughs> absurd amount. For, for there to only be two people involved in this fight. Am I watching Dragon Ball Z? They go over the top on their destruction porn. Yes, yes, they do. Destruction too porn. Much. <laughs> yes. Too much destruction porn. Yes. It's just and ridiculous. I, yeah. And I, you hit on it earlier. Superman is just, he's not a character you can relate to in this day and age. I, I think Dated. he worked in the 50s. Yeah, when the newspapers 40s and still 50s. mattered. Yeah. I think he worked then. I don't think he translates real well to us because as human beings, we don't see people as perfect anymore. So having a flaw somewhere in your character allows us to kind of attach to it a little bit better. Which, yeah, using that I as agree. our segue into the next film, Batman versus oh. Superman. And and also note this is also directed by Zack Snyder. Also directed by Zack Snyder. Another um, movie where we don't get to see the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually just... you do see the sun when all the destruction <laughs> porn's going on. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You definitely see uh, the sun. Introduces us to Batflick. Uh Ben Affleck is Batman. Um and I think we've talked about this a lot. Ben Affleck got a lot of hate for this character. Right. But he may be the best Bruce Wayne that (laughs) has ever, like, he's so believable as Bruce Wayne. No, I I think he was a great Bruce Wayne, and he he wasn't really, like, his portrayal of Batman wasn't really the the bulk of my complaints for this movie. Um, He he played old man Batman. Yeah, he played old man Batman. I thought he did great. Which, we'll get into this more later, but... (laughs) Well, actually, no, I'll get into it right now. They, like, make a tiny little quick hint in the way that he's been, you know, he's been doing this for 20 years, I think, like Alfred says, kind of off to the side. Um, But, once again, you can't have a Batman movie if you don't get to watch his parents die. I mean, that's been standard protocol in all Batman things. And again, no, I know. I'm I'm not saying it's, I just was, I was hoping that we didn't have to Um, watch him die again, but I did. But yeah, well, I think your biggest issue here is when you're making some of these movies, for some reason, studios still feel like there's going to be some person that has never heard of Batman that's walking into this theater. Right, they want to they want to be able to appeal to the large audience, but yeah, I don't know like, how many people who haven't heard of Batman are walking in to see this movie. Yeah, I don't think anybody is, but I, no, I like I, I get exactly so. what you're saying with, but like I'll forgive that transgression. Yeah, I won't forgive how Zack Snydery it had to be. Do what? <laughs> I said I won't forgive how Zack Snydery it had to be. Yeah. They yeah, just was, had to. Oh, they had, like to, they had to make it sexual. Yeah. Like it was. Just, I thought I was watching Sin City for a second. Exactly, it was very Sin City. It was like, oh, we're gonna make this scene like just very, just 
Oh, the pearls and the the grittiness. The, 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 oh God, I yeah. hated every fucking second of it. Oh, and yeah. To be fair, I did just watch this movie, like the whole thing, finally for the first time, yeah. like two days ago. Okay. Um. Yeah, you got to elaborate on this a little bit more. You've put that you a Jeep commercial, and are you talking about the scene where like it flashes back? To so where it's where it's yeah where Metropolis where? is being attacked right and he's yeah. he gets in his jeep and then the jeep commercial starts for like twenty oh. minutes and oh, I yeah, I like laughed. driving around just, the city yeah I just okay. sat there cracking up I could not take it seriously Batman does not need to drive a jeep there's uh, no Bruce need. Wayne Bruce Wayne he <laughs> right. was in Metropolis he wasn't in his element he was trying to remain incognito bro <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. But also the whole thing where he had to, in that Jeep commercial, call the you know Wayne Enterprises office, I guess, right? And yeah. and be like, oh, evacuate the building. And I'm like, wait, why are they still there? You okay? You joke? <laughs> you you think that's not? I have worked with some people, and I have oh, worked I know. at some places where it's like if you if you were to leave, you're fired. <laughs> I know there could be there could be an armed robbery going on, but if you left that store, you're in trouble. But I mean, I don't know. Bruce Wayne doesn't seem like he runs that kind of ship, though. Like, but we we don't we don't know. We don't know. And I want more detail because he had to call, and then you know, what's his face had to be like, oh, the boss said get out of the building, and I'm like, there's an alien outside of the building. The, yeah. the whole city is falling apart. Buildings are falling, but no, my job. No, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you'd run out of that people, building so fast, Ben. Those people are there because they know when the buildings quit falling, they still need a job and they don't want to be the one that got fired for leaving their post. Um, it's true. We, we don't, uh, I don't know your, your point about the sun not being uh, seen. Yeah. is really like, I'm really rethinking a lot of this movie now that you said that and, and how much of it, it's so time, dark. Yeah. At the same time, Batman is a creature of the night. And he is a creature of the night. And so. um Okay, so he's he's a creature of the night, and he's also Batman. Um do they even say Batman in this movie? Um I would have to go back and watch it. I'm okay, so certain from what I'm I remember. For at least the first good chunk of the movie, and I did watch the three hour version which the first time I watched it put me into a deep coma. I woke up and I didn't know what happened. Um, the first time, uh, like at least the first chunk of it, they're constantly saying the Gotham bat, the bat, the spat from Gotham. Like they just don't say Batman, but I thought he's been doing this for 20 years. And also Metropolis and Gotham apparently are just, you know, right across the river from each other. Um, if you look at Which, a lot of, I know, I know. it's, I mean, yeah, it, there are that, some presidents for it, but it's just like, they really go all in on that with the, the football crap and all that. It's another thing that since we're dealing with a made up universe, that makes it really hard for us to get a judge a distance. So I, Again. That's true. That's true. It, it is. It is hard. And like, I know there's, I looked up, I looked it up cause I was like, what? the hell is this um and and no there's definitely some like precedence for it them kind of being close right and yeah 
so whatever there's never been anything that says you know they're you know a million miles away from each other Mm -hmm. fine um but just the the really going in on the you know kind of gotham metropolis piece but then also we don't even really see much of gotham in this movie i feel like and also when you see gotham it's like did the apocalypse hit and it only hit gotham it missed metropolis across over because it's a dead city well, I think that's meant to um, show the differences between the heroes of the city, whereas right. Superman is this bright, shining symbol of hope um, in Metropolis. Batman, sure. yeah, Batman's like, I don't care what I got to do to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'll do everything except kill people. Oh, <laughs> except wait. for wait, no, I will totally kill yeah. people. 21 incidences of people dying at Batman's hands in this movie. Oh, wow. Good stat. And I'm not sure if they're including the dream nightmare part in that, though. Okay, we're going to go into that. I don't want to go into that part yet. Okay. I don't want to go into that yet, but yes. But we kind of have to because flow of the movie dictates that that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's... Yeah, we we, we can definitely go there. (laughs) Yeah. But I... That was like the best part of the movie. The dream nightmare start part. <laughs> yes. The and I'm I mean I mean, want to make sure we're talking about the same one, right? Like the wakes up in in like uh, North Africa kind of looking. Yeah, where he's apocalypse. wearing like the, the he's coat wearing the coat. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the same part. That was like the Desert coolest Storm part of the movie. Batman. I literally want that to be the entire movie. Is I want that Batman in the desert kicking ass, and it would have been fantastic. Would have been happy with it, but no, it had to be this weird dream nightmare. And then we had that whole thing where the Flash shows up in in the dream, also. Dude, the the Flash in this movie just makes me mad. Uh, it, so one, I wasn't even sure what the hell was going on. I was just like, what, what, who is this? For like yeah. the first ten seconds, I could not tell that this was the Flash. I was just like, yeah. What the hell is this? What what is happening? And and then right, obviously he wakes up and uh, you know his his decryption thing from his long night of hacking is perfectly at ninety nine percent for him. He, he's Batman. That's what happens. I mean, it's what happens. And also, um, <laughs> so that that's where we get, I guess, a lot of the killing. Right, probably happens in that. Yeah. In that yeah. dream sequence, right? So Batman murdering people, which, yeah, they didn't show it in any of the other movies, but it is like far from my largest complaint about this movie. <laughs> but I know it made a lot of people really mad. But I think it's unrealistic to think that Batman didn't murder people because it's Batman. Yeah. Also, can can we also take a moment to talk about? I want I want to go back to the scene where. Uh... Bruce Wayne's parents died. Did anybody, you know, catch who played his parents? Did you did you catch it? Uh no, I don't think I did, honestly. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is his dad. Oh, nice. You're right. And no wonder Laura, he looked familiar. Lauren, Lauren Cohen is his mom. Who let's talk about a show that those two were on together, The Walking Dead. Oh, you're right, you, you're right. I know Jeffrey so, Dean Morgan just because he's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, but, uh, that's why he looked familiar. I don't watch Walking Dead, so I didn't recognize, uh, Laura Cohen. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's fine, but that's just, to me, that was really weird. That was another thing that really was like, what the fuck is this? 
Yeah, what what is happening? Yeah, what is happening? Because I think when this movie released, it was still like Negan was still the big the big bad in Walking Dead. Not right. like so. It's just kind of weird to see that. But um, also yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan kind of pops up in everything. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's all over. Um, also was in Zack Snyder's film The Watchmen. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Zack Snyder got a Zack Snyder. Also, another like just weird because I guess we're, we're we've been splitting this up, right? We're going heavy on the Batman portion, and then we can get to yeah. Superman's portion of this movie. Um, so why why <laughs> the one part I just didn't get is uh, why do you just immediately get killed if you show up in the Metropolis prison with a bat brand? Um. Why? <laughs> so <laughs> they never explain it in the movie. No. But my my thought process that I in it is basically sure. that even even the gangs are going against each other and if you've been branded by Batman that means you've been captured by Batman you might have squealed if he branded you maybe mm-hmm. you've given away secrets so maybe it's I just would think that like so many of the people would have already been like would have been captured by Batman right yeah it's like you know you just take but that not in prison n- not in a me- not in a metropolis prison though right they, right they might have got caught by Superman so, so are you saying that so many people have gotten caught by Batman in Gotham that they've had to, you know, uh, set up a yeah, contract with uh, yeah. with the city of Metropolis to take yes. their excess prisoners? What I'm saying situation. is Batman, Batman is the far better superhero is what I'm saying here. It's true. It's true. And, and going back to Zack Snyder, I feel like they... He, he tried real hard to make this, like, so drama, so dark. Like, besides when he the tried... fact of not seeing the sun, like, it just, it seems to try really, really hard. Yeah, and I think that might be some of the issue. I, I personally am a fan of Zack Snyder's work. I don't That's think fair. these movies are his best representation. But no. if you look at if you look at his previous work, translating graphic novels like we've I've mentioned a couple times the watchmen and 300 right those are in sin city i mean those are yeah. much darker those movies have much darker tones to them and they i do. think it works he is such a great cinematographer yeah and so those it movies, worked for those yeah but i think and like, for yeah i don't think it worked as well for for batman versus superman um, other than like we've, we've mentioned, you know, you have Batman who, yeah, 20 years in Gotham and Gotham still looks like shit. You think, yeah, I'm just like, you think I don't Batman would have, would have gotten somewhere. Uh, we right. can't forget that we also get Wonder Woman introduced in this movie. We do. Um, yep. and the passing scene with it is kind of interesting where you have in their everyday personas, you have Diana Prince, Bruce Wayne, and Clark Kent, all at the same event, mm-hmm. being yeah. hosted by Lex Luthor. So you just have a whole oh. whole lot going on right there. Yeah, you do. And and does that lead us into having to talk about Lex Luthor in this movie? Uh, we, we do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is our first time we see Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Not as Wonder Woman yet, but, you know, we see that and find out that, like, her and Batman, or Bruce Wayne at this point, are kind of competing to get some information because they're trying to figure out what happened with general Zod's body basically. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, there's a lot going on and yeah, let's talk about, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. So, is Lex I've, Luthor. I've sit here and, and complained a lot. So tell me, tell me, tell me what you feel about Jesse Eisenberg. Lex Luthor. 
personally, I like him as a villain. Right. I just think if you had named him anybody other than Lex Luthor, I think he'd have been fine. Exactly. <laughs> you could have you could have changed the name and made him a Lex Luthor esque character. Yeah. Or well, doesn't he technically play? No. No. Yeah, he don't play the son. Yeah. 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 But it's it's it, he just Lex Luthor to me because my my depiction of Lex Luthor has always come from the comics. And the yeah, animated series. Exactly. No, nope. he's yep. a very powerful man, and Eisenberg doesn't come off as a powerful man in this movie. He comes off as an intelligent man. Yeah, like, like not not saying that he wasn't good for the. He was a great catalyst to give this movie somebody that you could see the puppet master playing the strings. Yeah, yeah, but that's not Lex Luthor. That's not that's not my Lex. No, Luthor. that's not. That's not Lex Luthor. Just... Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is smart, but Lex Luthor is not going to manipulate Batman to fight Superman. Lex Luthor is going to talk to Wayne Enterprises and figure out how to make that badass Batman suit so he can fight Superman himself. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and also, the white Portuguese is not a man. It's a it's boat. A boat. No. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Also, I love Lex Luthor like when, uh, when Batman... Batflick um, hacked, you know that that whole thing, and it decrypted. And you had, I don't know if you remember, like the little icons that everybody had, and what was like the forming of the Justice League. There was like, yeah, a... yeah, everybody <laughs> had the Flash. And then... Yeah, they had the Flash icon. And I was yeah. like, wow. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But yeah, we see. We basically get to see the 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 foundation of the Justice League in Batman versus Superman. Um, they 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 try so hard to hint at it nonstop without just coming out there and saying "coming soon." Yeah, basically <laughs> to a theater near but, you. <laughs> but yeah, let's 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 move towards towards the end. We have Batman and Superman finally fighting. And oh, like, wait, are we are we not going to talk all about Superman in this movie at all? We've already talked about the things we don't like about Superman, and they're That's the same true. thing as they were in the Man of Steel. They're the same thing, and and man, they really wasted Lawrence Fishburne's character in this movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> like all he got to do was scream about where the hell is Clark? Where's that yeah. football story? That's yeah. That was that was his role. And I, I well, that. see, I feel like there's, <laughs> there, there's so many characters in this movie that that's what happens to him, though. Um, yeah. Lois Lane, Amy Adams' Lois Lane is it's unserviceable Lois Lane. Yeah, she doesn't do a she's bad just, Lois Lane. She's plot device. That's all she yeah, is. That's it. And it gets even worse in Justice League. Oh, um, oh god! But so bad. You have Batman and Superman fighting. Superman yes. getting the upper hand, and then it looks like Superman's literally about to kill Batman. And then uh, Batman goes says something about his mother Martha, and Clark's like. Why do you say that name? And then we have the famous like thing that's been made fun of a million times. Martha. These two people quit fighting because they find out they both have moms named Martha. Right. That was the moment I'm like, I'm out. I don't even care yeah. anymore. I'm out. <laughs> because their moms have the same name, they are now super friends. Exactly. It's like that scene in Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? Exactly. That, that's Which exactly how what it was. how convenient that they become best friends right as motherfucking Doomsday appears on the scene. <laughs> and also going to the Martha thing, like I've seen like just horrible like interviews with like 
Zack Snyder about that though. Yeah. But they're like, I don't know. They, they like seem to hint. There's all these theories about like, well, you know, maybe Martha didn't die. Maybe she went to witness protection. And like, just yeah. How about no? Because if you go to witness protection, <laughs> your name still isn't Martha. Yeah, exactly. That's why. God. What? It was just, it was just so bad. So but yeah. Bad. Like I. Let- I had to pause the movie for like five minutes when that happened. I was like, wait, wait. (laughs) Yeah. So you have that happen. And just in time for the combined forces of Batman and Superman and the newly shown Wonder Woman, who's decided to come out of retirement after X amount of years, because Batman has basically blackmailed her saying, I know your secret. Um, But also giving away the fact that he is Bruce Wayne. So she feels like she can trust him. Um, Yes comes along and the three of them proceed to beat back doomsday, but Superman does die. Sure does. So there you go. So the end of this movie really closes with Superman's funeral. And we're like, man, we know he's got to come back because we already know the justice league has happened. We very much know. Yeah. <laughs> so the Justice League is gonna happen. You get that. Uh, you get the whole like. Uh, remember the dirt levitating for like two seconds there at the end above his uh, above his grave. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just so subtle, Zack Snyder. No, so subtle. So um, freaking subtle. <laughs> we moved to Suicide Squad after this. Oh yeah, this. This movie. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this movie is proof that if Will Smith is in a movie, it can be watchable. It's yeah, it's proof that if Will Smith's in the movie, I'm probably going to watch it at least. And you are. Oh, I, I, well, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of Wild Wild West, so you know I'm on board. <laughs> the only movie that man has ever made that I will not watch is After Earth. It's true. And to, before we dig deep into Suicide Squad, uh, directed by David Ayer. Um, yeah, what what else has he done? So he's done a few things that I will I will talk about the few things he's done, and it will make it very obvious uh, why Suicide Squad was the way it was. Um, so he did U five seven one. That's a submarine movie. He wrote that movie actually though. But directing wise, he kind of took off around two thousand five. He did a few movies I've never really heard of, but he did End of Watch in 2012 that's actually a really good movie that's a good movie jake gyllenhaal um he also did sabotage with Uh, uh, arnold you sorry you also left out the fact that he wrote training day oh i'm not that's why i was like i wanted to talk about i want to talk about his directing credits so before i I jumped in i was like i was gonna go back to his writing but yes 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 so he also did yeah sabotage fury he later, after Suicide Squad, did Bright, which makes a lot of sense to me after watching Bright. I don't know if you watch Bright. I, that's I, two. That's another Will Smith movie, so I don't know how you haven't seen that. Probably because it was straight to Netflix and just haven't thought about it. Oh, man. I, it's totally worth watching. You just have to, uh, if you are any amount of woke, you need to turn it off for that movie. Like, turn yes. off your brain and don't think too hard about it. So it's one of those? If you think too hard, you're going to be upset by it. <laughs> That's okay. literally. But going to his writing credit, he has written some fantastic movies. And I say fantastic in the way that I enjoyed them. He wrote U571, and I'll watch anything with a submarine in it. Um, he wrote Training Day. Fantastic. He wrote The First Fast and the Furious. Um, so another 
another quality. Wrote Dark Blue. Uh, I haven't seen Dark Blue, but Kurt Russell and Ving Rhames. He wrote uh, the 2003 redo of SWAT, which we don't have to talk about that one. Um, so th- that's some of his writing credits. So, okay. so he's he's been in a lot of stuff, or he's yeah. done a lot of stuff that is boom, explosions, bang. Yeah, a lot of destruction porn kind of. Okay, so yeah, okay, right everything back. makes right, sense now. Right in the wheelhouse for a DC movie. Yeah. Um, where, our questions we asked ourselves when we were talking about this is where was the story going? And <laughs> where the hell was it going? I don't know. Honestly, yeah, we're looking at it and I'm just like, no clue. No clue what was I, going on. So I remember every, every, well, go ahead, every go ahead. character in here, because you had, you know, Deadshot, Harley Quinn. Um, right. I don't remember Boomerang guy's name. Oh God! Uh, you had Killer yeah. Croc. You had El Diablo. Um, I can't remember the Katana girl's name. I'm gonna get you their names here. <laughs> but everybody had their own arc, and as villains, they were all you know. The only reason they were working as common gods is because they knew if they did this together, they could meet their own ends. Right. Um, but we all knew that. Amanda Waller, the head of this idea, was going to screw them because good things don't happen to bad people. It's true. Um, the Harley Quinn Joker love story has always bothered me. It's it's horrible. It's, it's irresponsible. It's, yeah, it's I I can't stand it. I hate the oh you blah blah blah. You no. Know, Joker manipulates, abuses Harley, basically yep. brainwashes her into falling in love with him because she he makes her feel like she has no other options. And as negative as that sounds, you know, that's just the way this movie actually happened. If you watch how they did it, that's what mm-hmm. happens. It's true. Um, they they show it. And yeah. real quick, just jumping back to characters, it's kind of funny. You said he didn't remember the Boomerang guy's name. His name is Captain Boomerang, but also George Digger Harkness. But I'm pretty sure they just called him Captain Boomerang. Also, you didn't remember the Katana girl's name. Guess what her name is? Katana. Oh, wow. (laughs) So Really phoning these names in, DC. Really, really phoning these names in. But as you were saying, right, they each have their own arc. And I remember trying to explain this movie back uh, to my wife, for example, because there was no way she was going to see it. And I got free tickets to see this, so I did see this in the theater. And I remember being like, yeah, like a majority of the movie is just them introducing each of the characters. <laughs> and that's yeah, cause, cause you have really two, what happens. Yeah. You have too many characters that have to be introduced. In a movie their... that's like, what? It was like uh, just two hours, 120 minutes. No, it was minutes. like, yeah, it was still, you know, just over two hours. Yeah. But you're cramming in all the backstory. But you immediately notice from the way the backstories are laid out. Deadshot and Harley Quinn are going to be the focus of this, is what it looks like. Yep. I do want to give one character a shout-out that didn't get enough screen time, and his actor has complained about it ever since. Jared Leto, in his interpretation of the Joker, (laughs) I I want to see more of this to see where it's going. I just... Because because Jared Leto... (sighs) Hook, line, and sinker bought in to this rendition of the Joker that was thrown before him. Right. And I want to see more of it. Like, right. not that I, I don't, you don't see enough of him in this movie to know if you like or don't like this character. 
You know, that, that's a good point, right? I think that a lot of the negative reaction to this character, if I'm trying to be really fair to it, because I did not enjoy him in this movie, but I the think look is atrocious. because the look ruined it. It was a yeah. Hot Topic-inspired Joker. and that, it That's is, a good way to explain it. It is horrible, and it immediately turns people off. And then also the scenes they did give him. So I wonder what the other scenes were that they cut. Because some of the scenes they gave him were like physically painful because they were so like... The knife scene? Uh, yeah. that I'm glad you knew exactly which one I was talking about. Yeah, the about. one where he's laying there laughing. I, the knives out in the semicircle. You're like... I out loud cringed in the theater and I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> just... So I wonder what they cut because... Was there something great that they cut? I don't know. Yeah. Was there something they cut that tied everything together? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, um, I don't think so. Um, we, we, we've been talking about the characters. We haven't talked about the, the basis of this movie. So oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's rewind real quick. Suicide Neither did the happens. movie. <laughs> yeah. Suicide Squad. The reason it happens is uh, an ancient entity comes back uh, or is reawoken. Uh, and is attempting to take over. Um, I don't know if they name a specific city or whatever, but they they basically pull the Suicide Squad together from all the villains and send them in to try to to handle this. So there, there's your synopsis right. of what it is, and that the the villain the the villain is another character that we get introduced to called was it Huntress? It's uh. Yeah, it's uh, Enchantress. 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 And Enchantress. also, by the way, it is Midway City. Midway City, okay. In, yep, Midway okay, City. So you have the Enchantress and her brother, who are two ancient en- entities. Uh, the yes. ancient entity of Enchantress is actually residing in the body of a, um, a doctor who falls in love with a military man. And the military man is the one that's actually leading the Suicide Squad into the city. So, you know... There's a whole lot going on that they don't explain real well. They, yeah, also you forgot a character, Slipknot. Which one is he? Uh, is he one of the ones that got their head blown off? Yeah, he grapples and scalps. Oh yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter because yeah, he dies it, in 0.6 he, seconds. Yeah, dies pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to get to my favorite character in this Here movie, though, was El, El Diablo. Yes! Um, so superhero that control or not a superhero supervillain that controls flames. He was a gangbanger that basically ran the streets because he could set people on fire. Nobody fucked with him, but it shows he has this family with his wife and a daughter, the daughter or son, whatever. I think he had a son or a daughter. He had, he has a crop <laughs> goblin. Yes. And him and his wife, get in an argument because she doesn't want him doing the gang stuff anymore. He loses his temper and basically annihilates his family. Yes. And that is when he quits using flame. That's when he turns himself over to the cops. And he's basically in this movie, he's like in self exile, not wanting to, to harm people anymore. Right. But you get a scene towards the back half of the movie where Deadshot finally pushes him over the edge. He just, these the, the enemies that are coming after them, they have had so much problem with, he just annihilates like two floors worth of enemies in, in two seconds flat. And Deadshot's like, right. oh, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit. 
but you, but you basically get to the end and you find out that he basically is possessed by some demon that looks a lot like a voodoo mask when he when he transforms <laughs> and he basically sacrifices himself to save what has become his new family in the suicide yeah like you said they shoved in story for whatever uh, 10 but minutes and then it was over <laughs> Give me a whole movie about El Diablo. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I take a whole movie and like there was so there's like bright spots and I don't think this movie was as bad as the hype told everybody it was going to be, right? No, it, it, it was not wasn't. good. But I I I came out of it, you know, one I got free tickets, so I say that probably makes me a bit biased in the fact that I didn't pay a single piece like a single dollar for these tickets. Um and I came out of it, and I was like, I'm not that angry. I, I mean, I paid for it, and I still wasn't angry. Oh, so you did see it in the theater? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, But it, this movie was just very discombobulated. There wasn't a good direction in what was going on. Um, And I think that's the, the, biggest, the biggest thing right there. Yeah, I'd say another, like, Margot Robbie did good with her role. Um... But yeah, we haven't they, even talked about Harley Quinn. Yeah, right. We haven't even really talked about Harley Quinn, but I think it was like one of the bright spots out of the movie. I feel like we could get a Deadshot movie just because I'll watch it because it's got Will Smith. Right. Like some of these characters could have had their own movie. Some of them didn't need their own movie, right? So you could have had movies of these characters to avoid having to uh, to shoehorn uh, these in. Shoehorn an introduction in in like the first chunk so, of the movie. So I, the, keep that in mind as we go forward, because that's something I want to close out on. Uh, talking right. about I want to close out. Um, after Suicide Squad, we have what was it? Which one was it? Brent? Was it Justice League or Wonder Woman that came next? Wonder Woman Good. came first. Okay, so we have Wonder Woman next. I know we talked about this earlier today, but I've already forgotten. To this point, I think this was the the best DC movie we've had. We yes. had Sunshine. We had a very coherent story. Um, I will say this, though. I don't understand all the hype it got when it first came out because everybody's like, oh, this is the greatest superhero movie ever because it has a woman. So, to be fair, as of August 2018, it is number three on Rotten Tomatoes' list of best superhero movies of all time. But take that as you will because we did a whole podcast about Rotten Tomatoes. Why yes. Rotten Tomatoes kind of sucks. Um, that's kind of what that boiled down to. But yeah. what I think this movie did, it was very important for the fact that they finally, we finally got a good superhero movie that was a woman-led role uh, where you know Hollywood seemed to never want to take that chance. And obviously we've had other movies like, um, what was that one? There was a Catwoman movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's just be real honest. All the other ones that have happened in, have sucked. Yeah, in Hollywood's defense, until Wonder Woman, every female superhero movie has failed. Yeah, it it was horrible, and and I think a lot of the excitement came this all this all this movie sat in like development hell for so long. Right, yes. it had a bunch of different directors tied to it at different points. Like Joss Whedon was tied to it at a point. Um, there's a bunch of different. What people. is Joss Whedon not tied to? Exactly, but so it it didn't get its final director Patty Jenkins until 2015, when she signed on to direct it. Um, and looking at her, like uh, her other work, um, 
not much in the not much right before wonder woman she directed velocity rules which is a short film and she directed uh monster which was a great movie uh back in 2003 with um who was in that movie charlie's there on yeah and uh christina rishi was in that movie so that that's an awesome awesome movie um, and then, uh, and that was like her first big film and then Wonder Woman. Um, so she came into this as a pretty fresh director. And I think that helped cause you didn't have somebody who had really had like a, a predetermined style style. It wasn't a Zack Snyder, right? Yeah. I, yeah. That might be one. Um, and I think that I, helped this movie cause it, it finally gave a DC movie a different feel. Whereas yeah, there was kind of what you had so far was the same thing, the same thing, Suicide Squad. And then all of a sudden you have Wonder Woman and it's like you said, you get the sun. It is a bright light, I think, in all the movies that we've had so far. Yeah. Uh it takes place during World War One, correct? Or is it two? <sighs> Wonder Woman takes place. I have to I have to look it's, at what I was Okay. I know it's a World War. I can't remember if it's right. the first or the second one. <laughs> um because when you look at the synopsis for World War One and World War Two, very mm-hmm. similar. It's World uh, War One. Okay, World War One. Okay, World. so I really liked Chris Pine's character in this movie as well. Uh, I felt like him and Gal Gadot had some great chemistry on screen together. Uh, some of the extra cast around these two, I could have done without. Um, like some yeah. of the gr- some of the some of the people in his group that they used to try to like in the war that are sneaking behind mm. enemy lines. I really didn't right. care for a lot of them. Right. Um, I guess my biggest complaint about this movie in the, why did Chris Pine have to die? Yeah. I don't think good answer for that. Yeah. Because I feel like they just used it as a plot device to make wonder woman want to go into hiding forever. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's true. It's kind of, I could have done without it, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. Like you said, I think a lot of the cast was pretty good. Where yeah, DC kind of seems to try and shove a lot of big names into a lot of their movies, and we can come back to this. But this one didn't seem like they did that as much. No, I mean Chris right? Pine was the only name. I mean, Chris, I, there, Chris there Pine's a big name. Faces. You had you there had Robin Wright yeah. in there. As well, yeah. which was fantastic. I was super happy yeah. about that. But I just kept waiting for him to transform into a werewolf the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, wait, you kept waiting for who to transform into a werewolf? No, I'm thinking whoever played uh, Haiti, uh, Hermes, also played <laughs> Professor Lupin. Right, 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 right. No, okay, got you. But yeah, for for the most part, like like you said, there weren't there weren't any characters in this movie that I saw that I like immediately recognized them as. Their other character, um, or another role that they played, which I think, like you said, I think that really did help me in this movie um, to really get into it. And like we said, the story was coherent, so it made it a lot easier to want to watch and a lot easier to go through. Yeah, I, I, it's easy watch. It's enjoyable. It has a good pace, yeah. and it had the distinction of like finally somebody took a chance on a movie with a woman-led superhero. Which where are you at Marvel? What's your Black Widow movie? I'm waiting. Um, it's never I'm gonna waiting. happen. It's never gonna happen. I'm waiting. No. <laughs> but, you, but you know, we just got Captain Marvel. So suck a dick about Black Widow. 
True, Captain Marvel was fantastic too. Yeah, we yeah. You know why Black Widow didn't get a movie? Because we already know the history of that character because they've had to elaborate on it through every Avengers film and every scene she has with Hawkeye. Yeah, I agree. They they missed their chance to make that movie. It could have been awesome. Yeah. That needed to be like that needed to be pre Avengers. Yeah, or I agree. V- shortly after the first Avengers, I don't think the timing on it is right. But we got Captain Marvel. So after Wonder Woman, we have Justice League with none other than Zack Snyder. Good old Zack Snyder. Yeah. So forget that the sun exists. Yeah, well, we actually do see the sun a decent amount in this movie. It's true, it's true. It's a little bit lighter. But this movie is a train wreck. Yeah, I... we So, so me and Andy, when we were typing this outline, we were really trying to make sure that we had something positive to say about everything. Yeah. I, I think, Andy, your, your hardest was Man of Steel. This was my hardest, because... If you weren't making this an extended universe, and and you kind of pointed out to something earlier, if you watch this movie and turn your brain off, it's an enjoyable watch. But you have yeah, to turn fair. your you have to turn your brain off because if you start thinking about why things are happening, mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna, gonna get, get angry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we but, when we watched this together like a few months ago, we did. I had way more fun watching it than I did the first time because yeah. we turned our brains off and we kind of just sat around watching it. One, we also kind of roasted it the whole time, but yeah, we, well, we were hammered drunk. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, first complaint I had about this movie is the recasting of flash. When you had an amazing actor playing flash on television in your, um, DC Arrowverse, I think is what they want to call that. Um, Dude is fantastic as Barry Allen, but instead you're going to recast and get a big name like Ezra Miller to come in and play Flash. Yeah, I that threw me uh, off. Even even not being somebody who watches um, the uh, like the Arrow Arrowverse yeah. shows, I was just like, wait, why? That's not Flash. Even I know who Flash should be. Right. <laughs> um, cyborg is a thing. It's a thing. It happened. Um, and the cyborg storyline, the backstory for cyborg in this movie to me is really jacked up. Yeah, it is. Basically, scientists fuses his son with alien technology. Yep. Like it's it's really eh. It's really it, 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 it's, it's it's hard Zach, to watch. Yeah. It's Zack Snyder trying to make all these characters seem real to oh, you. Oh, it is so Zack Snyder. It, it, you know, it, I want to say in his defense. <laughs> Marvel did such a good, or let's let's start. Christopher Nolan did such a good job with Batman, making him a nitty gritty real world superhero. Yeah. And while Marvel has gotten a little bit more out there as they've introduced the magic realm to the Marvel films, this just goes over the top in some places with how you're trying to pigeonhole. Oh, Cyborg is this is how Cyborg's made this deep dark secret. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and. And like you said, you touched upon something I, I probably wanted to touch upon earlier, but we got so deep into just just shitting all over Batman. Uh, but in continuing shit on shit on Zack Snyder, is the Nolan Batman movies were able to be dark without it without it feeling like depressing, it, depressing, and like it was just trying so hard yeah, to be like this is dark. You will you will see how dark it is. We're so edgy. We're so dark. You will never see the sun again. (laughs) You will never, you'll never fucking see the sun again. Like it just, (laughs) it it made it, it just tried so fucking hard that it, it, it insults the intelligence of the audience. In my opinion, like it just, 
it just is insulting overall and it doesn't yeah. do justice to any of these characters and they're like a lot of these characters have, have really cool backstories and have really yeah. good source material and it just yeah. shits all over that yeah so we do get some more wonder woman in this movie and some more batman yes which i like batman in this movie better than i have in any of the other films yeah i agree because this is basically batman is getting a superhero team together because he knows he can't keep doing this he has got to inspire other people. Right, because he's old the, man Batman. Yeah, because he's, what, how do they phrase it? Like metahumans is what they call him in this? In, mm-hmm, in metahumans. So he's got to inspire these other metahumans to like quit letting Batman handle this business. Because you're way better than me. And like him, him kind of inspiring that. Um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman in this movie, we get introduced to Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa. In Justice League, and uh, he's hilarious in this movie. He is hilarious, and <laughs> it is amazing how he gets introduced. Um, we have to bring Superman back from the dead for some reason to stop for this some wor- reason this world-ending threat. <laughs> and the first thing that happens when Superman gets woke back up after his CGI mustache gets put on uh, or taken off, however <laughs> taken you want off, to phrase taken it. Off. Um, you have him literally whip the dog shit out of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, and Batman. Until the best plot device that ever happens happens, and Amy Adams appears as Lois Lane for two and a half seconds, and he remembers who he is. He's like, oh, shit. And then suddenly we have Superman helping fight the bad guys, and once Superman starts helping... Nobody stands a chance because yeah, that's how Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's how Superman works. And we stop. Yeah, dude, I just again this movie. This movie is one of those where if you don't think about it, it's great. But it just it's not. It's I don't know. There's even some s- parts where you you can't you can't help but think about it. Like we yeah. talked about CGI stash removal, which really didn't bother me. As much as it bothered the world, right? <laughs> because yeah, I mean, when I saw this, I didn't know about it. And then I just saw the articles after, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I kind of see that. Whatever. It, it, it was just more funny than anything, and then I noticed it a lot more when I was thinking about it when we rewatched it. But overall, the CGI in this movie is rough. I think that's really a case with almost all the DC Universe. But this one, I don't know, for this for some reason this one stood out for me as really rough. I, Wonder Woman had some really good CGI. Um Batman v Superman had some okay scenes, right? But this one just it felt rushed. And I think it probably was a matter of the fact that it was being filmed, it was being worked on at the same time kind of as uh, Batman v Superman. And we can tell which one got the A team and which one didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, let's let's move on to the next uh, next movie in our list here which is the newest Oh uh, yes, Aquaman. Aquaman uh directed by James Wan and James Wan has an interesting direct directing history. Yeah. Um he basically has done nothing but horror movies. Nothing but horror movies. Also, he um he was the writer like for uh for Saw for the story. 
and it was his directorial debut basically it was uh, the first saw movie and then he went on to do saw 2 saw 3 saw 4 saw 5 saw 6 yeah. saw 3d all the yeah. movies that nobody asked for uh, he also insidious, did insidious the conjuring conjuring annabelle so conjuring universe whatever yeah um, and don't fast and furious, furious 7 yeah no furious 7 you gotta say Excuse right. Me, you're right furious 7 furious 7 yeah so a lot um, of a lot of a lot of movies yeah so jason momoa as aquaman i will never get tired of seeing no he, um, he's a fantastic aquaman he he is a fan I don't know how much of this is him playing Aquaman or him playing Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. Because, like, if you see interviews <laughs> with him, I right. swear to God, it, Jason Momoa is just being Jason Momoa on I camera. Mean, it's like Will Smith as Will Smith as Deadshot. But yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's or, the same thing. It's the or, same thing. Or it's Dwayne a... the Rock Johnson as Dwayne the Rock Johnson in any given situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a good. He has a great personality all on his own. He's going to get and, typecasted to hell, but yeah, I'm, that's I'm, happen, I'm, unfortunately. I'm down for it. Oh, I'm so down. I'm waiting for Jason Momoa and The Rock in like uh, Fast and Furious 15 or something. Oh like my that. god, yes. And then I'm waiting for him eventually to come into the WWE. Just needs to yeah. happen. Yeah. Come on um, down. So you were talking about CGI, and I think CGI was the worst in Aquaman that hit his... The, uh, the underwater hair was awful. So bad. Um, A lot of the sea creatures just... I mean, it's really cool what they did, but they just looked so fake. And I think this is an issue that you see with CGI in this day and age, with the fact that we now have 4K and higher... Um, 4K and higher resolutions that CGI just doesn't pass the eye test like it used to when you only had HD or when you only had, you know, 30 frames a second filming material. Right. It's like, you can't, you can't skimp out on it anymore. No, you can't. It's it's really obvious when you do. If you don't go Pixar level of detail, then you might as well just not CGI. Yeah. You made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, We get, this is one of the ones while, there were a lot of great characters. The mm-hmm. names of the characters, I think, get in the way of the character. You William, mean like the actors? Yes. So Willem right. Dafoe as Volko, all I can see is Green Goblin. Yep. No, I... All I can see is... That's the same this, for me. Yeah, the detective from Boondock Saints. <laughs> um, yeah. He was a great character that wasn't utilized enough in this film. They needed more. I needed more. Yeah. Um, I wanted more of him. Yeah, I I really did too. But it was one of those where also it's like, you could have got somebody else for that role. Yeah, if you were going to use him the way they did, there was no reason they needed Willem Dafoe. Oh, thank God you put this down. Why do Atlanteans need underwater transportation in general? Yeah, why why do they need a boat? Yeah, when you see them flying through water all the time. Yeah, I was just, I was so mad at that point. I was just like, what? Why? Why? And then also, um, when when this when this happened, one, I was just like, well, what the fuck? And then also, like, three different people who have watched the movie besides you have literally messaged me in the middle of the movie and been like, why did they need a boat? <laughs> and then also, going back, Black Manta. It's like the dumbest looking villain ever. Yeah, it, that it was just, an awful villain. It was just really bad villain, and I remember in the theater, like pretty soon, I saw it like maybe a few days into it being out, 
uh, just like people were laughing like every time he was on the screen. It was kind of a joke. It Thankfully, just... he's only on the screen like once. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's only on the screen like once or twice at all, and it just uh, so bad looking. It. I know what it looked like in the comics, right? And I they mean, just. This is like a knock. This looked like an Ant Man knockoff. Yeah, and that's what it looked like. It looked like an Ant Man knockoff. You're right, and it just if they could have done something with the helmet, work. that the helmet was the issue. The helmet was the issue. They should have. So that's what it. Lo- it looked very close to what it looked like in the comic, but they didn't need to do it exactly like that because it worked for the comic in whatever year that came out, and it didn't yeah. work now. No, no, not at all. Did not. Um, you thought it was too long. Yeah, but that's my issue with a lot of DC movies. I think that they that they should stretch. be your issue with a lot of superhero movies in general. Uh, some of them, but I don't know. And we'll we'll talk about it more in in Marvel when we do Marvel cast. But those never feel like they drag as much. So maybe it's not really that it's too long. It's just bad pacing and not yeah. enough good content. Yeah. Um. You also had this movie included Dolph Lundgren, Nicole Kidman, yes. Patrick Wilson, and Amber Heard. Um, Dolph Lundgren and Nicole Kidman in the same movie. I never thought there'd be a day in my life I would type that sentence. Right. Um, Dolph Lundgren was one of the big reasons I thought the hair was an issue because they had him have like this grayish reddish hair going on and it just looked so bad every time yeah. it was on screen. Um, Amber Heard's wig was awful and way too red. She looked like Poison Ivy in her outfit. <laughs> she did look like Poison it Ivy. It was very, like, they, they could have picked a different hair color or picked a different suit color and, and been fine. Yeah. But it, it really got me. I really like Nicole Kidman as... Uh, as oh, as she Nicole. was fantastic. Oh, my God. I know she's queen. I can't remember her name. Uh, She was... um Alana. Oh, yeah. Alana. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. She was really good. It's uh, Queen I, Atlanta. 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 Which... You should know that because it's the name of our city, man. Atlanta. We don't say Atlanta. We say Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. No. That T Atlanta. is silent. That T is silent. No, yeah. Um, That's right. <laughs> what was what was Aquaman's dad? Who was the actor that played him? Because I've seen him in other things, but I thought he was really good. As, oh. You know, basically, I am going to drink myself to death <laughs> because my hot aqua wife is gone i know that poor man he there's just, a yeah. line there's a line in the bar scene where they're having a drinking contest and uh the dad out drinks aquaman jason momoa just looks up and goes i can literally breathe underwater how can you out drink how can you out <laughs> it's like it's because yes, his hot yes. underwater wife left him forever <laughs> Yeah, he literally looks at Aquaman and just goes, it's my superpower. And I was like, fuck yes! <laughs> so, God, what I, was... I don't even remember his name, and I, for some reason I cannot find yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't either, but it, he, 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 was, he, was a, he was a really cool character. Um, there, yeah. Jason, just Jason Momoa in general made this movie very memorable to me. He had a lot of lines uh, when he's talking to Mira, which was Amber Heard's character. Uh, she comes out of nowhere when he's taking sad home. He's like, we need you to come to Atlantis. Right, <laughs> and he he turns back and goes, "Listen, he he just he calls vocal every name on the book, and he goes, but since you're a lady, I'm going to tell you nicely, no yeah. thank you,' and leaves. And I was just like, <laughs> there's so much of that that happens throughout the movie where he's hilarious. He's completely yeah, he's hilarious. He's oblivious to his situation, but right. whatever he says just comes out as hilarious. 
Like oh, uh, yeah. when Patrick Wilson, who plays his brother Orem, is trying to say, "Do you challenge me to combat?" He's like, "Does that mean whooping your ass?" If so, yes. It's like <laughs> I'm not paraphrasing that. That's literally what he says in the movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. It's true. So I want to see more Aquaman. I thought this was really a good. This is my favorite DC movie of yeah of so far. Yeah, even with the CGI issues, Jason Momoa's comedy is what won me over. So I really think comedy in superhero movies is something that is is become the big trend. It's it's needed though sometimes because then otherwise you get something like Batman v Superman. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Where and there Wonder- is no laughs, there's no there's no happiness. Yeah, Wonder Woman also had a lot of funny moments yes, as well. So um, I feel like that that um. That it's just a it's a needed break, and I really feel like getting these directors that aren't so set in their styles is something they need right. to continue doing. Because I mean, if you'd have told me James Wan was going to what Aquaman, I'd have laughed. But after right. watching it, like it was really good. Um, but that brings us to like you know we've discussed all the uh, very briefly discussed all of these uh, DC extended universe. Yes. Um, but before we move off of Aquaman, I I just fun, fun fact. Okay. Um, for the role of young Arthur, Uh which was shown throughout the movie, right? There was, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different actors to do that. Well, there was, they showed him at so many different ages. Uh, They showed him at three years old and nine and 13 and 16. There was three actors that played him at three years old. So Aqualad. Yeah, Aquaman Lad was played. One, it was it was funny. Is like two brothers played him at three uh-huh. years old. Um, they have the same last name, so I'm assuming they're brothers. Um, and they look exactly alike. And then just you had you know a few other random people, but I just thought it was funny that you literally had, you know, six um, six different people play young Arthur. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, so I guess want to move on to uh where where does that uh dc extended universe stand now yeah i mean like we kind of discussed it's earlier uncertain yeah very uncertain <laughs> a lot of reports are they're moving away from the shared universe concept which i think is for the best in their decision because you try to cram you can tell that the dc extended universe was an attempt to make marvel money but it did not have the foresight and the planning that the Marvel universe has had. Yeah, no, it's true. And being even a fan more of DC content, not specifically their movies, as you can probably tell, um, than Marvel content, it was hard for me to see them do this so badly. But it's true. Marvel spent so much time playing this yeah. for so long. When the first Iron took, Man came out. Yeah. The in plan what, was already in place. <laughs> yeah, the plan was already in place. Yeah, the plan was in place for that. And note at that time, DC with DC had, you know, Dark they had Knight. Nolan Batman. They had Dark Knight happening. They had the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to do something like this, and they didn't. They didn't yeah. cash in, and I think it hurt them. Yeah, but and, <sighs> and I think they have a chance to recover because you've had these great movies like Aquaman and Wonder Woman yeah. come out. But I think if you just focus on the characters as individuals instead of the shared universe experience, you can still rake in money hand over fist. I think so. I mean, I'm excited because you still have Wonder Woman 84. 
Which I'm which, assuming just by proxy is going to be part of the extended Yeah, I don't think there's a way you can not have it be, but I'm excited to see what they do yeah. with it, right? Uh, Shazam, Shazam, I haven't really looked at much that's coming out like... Next week. <laughs> so by the time you're listening to this podcast, Shazam is out. Yeah, and we'll tell you all about Shazam next time we have a podcast, because I will be <laughs> seeing that opening night, because it looks Oh, hilarious. you going opening day? Yeah, it looks hilarious, and, and like yeah. we kind of talked about, comedy in my superhero movies, I'm, I'm there for. So... Yeah, I agree. And early impressions are seeming good, you know, and take that yeah. for what you will. Um, yeah. We are eventually getting the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, Birds of Prey. Right, yep. Uh, and the one Joaquin, I'm the most excited for. Joaquin Phoenix. Is... I am so fucking excited for this. I have seen nothing on it, but, you know, anytime the Joker comes around, I really hope that we get something good out of it. Yeah, I um, really like Joaquin Phoenix in general. And I think he would actually be able to pull off a really interesting Joker. Um, Do you mean interesting or good? Because Jared Leto did an interesting Joker. I think he'd do a really good Joker. Okay. He's not going to compete with Heath Ledger, but... I think he's got the acting chops to do something close to Heath Ledger. You need to be careful. I know. strong words. Those are strong words. But from... And and once again, going back to the confusion as to what the heck... um, DCEU is doing. Um, there's still reports that Jared Leto could continue as Joker in the ex- in any further extended universe they do. So I, who knows what they're gonna do? But it's still. I, I hear that he is gonna be in the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. So so it seems like we may still have like a DC extended universe and then and then DC <laughs> properties. Yeah, it, which is going to be really weird. This that's confusing. Um, I don't, yeah. So, and you also have James Gunn directing uh, a basically a reboot of Suicide Squad already, right? Which I think could be huge. Yeah, like, seeing what James Gunn did with Guardians of the Galaxy for the MCU. Right. Also, can we talk about how James Gunn is going to get so much pay money? You oh, get God. fired by Disney to go get hired to direct suicide squad to get rehired, to get by, rehired by disney, disney. <laughs> so that boy's gonna be laughing all the way to the bank oh god so regardless so of much what his money. 10 to 15 year old tweets say yeah which we're yeah i'm not yeah. gonna get into it yeah well i think we've we've talked about this just just i'm yeah. gonna briefly say it you are not the same person you were 10 years ago and if you are you're probably in a rut in your life and you need to get out of it and I think uh, Disney also realized how how much they jacked up when like half the yeah. cast was like, "We're not doing the movie." Yeah, we're out. Um, but can we also talk about how like that came up when he got hired to do the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and they yep. stood by him, and then all of a sudden now we're going to. And I think the fact that uh, David Batista, the man who will challenge Triple H at, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Oh, I'm so excited with Triple H's career on the line. Ah. <laughs> We had to bring wrestling into this. Being such a strong proponent of it was just, like you said, the actor standing behind him, I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, I'll definitely watch it because Guardians is what like got me interested again in the MCU. Cause, and I'll talk about this more in depth in a future podcast. But I watched yeah. Iron Man and then I stopped. And then I watched Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, and then I stopped. But really, Guardians of the Galaxy is the thing that made me want to come back and keep watching it. Yeah, um, and then I've had to pester you so that you'll get caught up because I yeah, need somebody there. else to talk about it. Too. There. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest what if for the DC 
extended universes, if they had let the people that wrote Arrow and The Flash and Black Lightning, basically all of these things that are on the CW that they call the Arrowverse, that has managed to perfectly put all these universes in the same universe. If they had just let those guys be the ones that guided their cinematic Marvel money. Yeah. Marvel money would have been had if they had just let the people that wrote the Arrowverse have the budget to make the films. Oh, absolutely. It's not not hard. No, it's, it's it's not. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you here because we didn't put this in the, um, in the, uh, in the outline here, but have you looked at any of the uh, DC universe stuff with the streaming service? No, you haven't looked at any of it at all. No. Okay. So DC started this streaming service. I mean, do you know what it is? Like, Oh yeah, no, 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 never mind. I do know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Okay. 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 So they moved, right. They got two new shows on there. And supposedly there's going to be more and more added onto here. So they have their DCU uh, streaming service. So you got Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. and you have Titans. Titans um, is atrocious looking. Yes. I don't know how it is, but it is atrocious looking. I, I have not watched it. I have started Doom Patrol. It is interesting. It is very odd. Um, it has uh, my boy, Brendan Fraser. Uh, oh one my day God. I'll talk about the money, the mummy. Um, but it does have Brendan Fraser, and and it also has Alan Tudyk as well. Interesting. Yeah, so it's got a good cast. Um, you got Cyborg in there. Like the movie Cyborg? Actually, you know what? I am going to, at this moment, look up if it's the same Cyborg or not. Um Probably not. It is, it is not. It is a different yeah. cyborg. So there you go. Because <laughs> that's how we know you, DC. You're going to recast everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's got cyborg in there, and then it's got uh, yeah, Robot Man is the character, a.k.a. Cliff Steele, Brendan Fraser, who's a race car driver who's kind of a just a horrible person. Um, I'll warn like anybody who's going to watch this, like do not watch this um, with kids around, like especially the first episode. Um, okay. Cause it opens with a very, very explicit sex scene. that I did not oh. expect like uh, about hey, your wife was thrilled. Yeah. She was not in the room. I watched it in the office, um, but uh, I'm glad I wasn't watching this in front of anybody or if I wasn't like, Hey, watch this movie. Cause it kind of, it starts off not with that immediately, but literally that's kind of the first thing they launch into. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, whoa what? Yeah. But overall, pretty interesting show so far i don't have a great um idea of how much i like it or not uh but it definitely caught my attention because you cast brendan fraser after him disappearing from hollywood i'm gonna watch it <laughs> there you go so I'd, I'd recommend you check it out i'll, th- I'll think about it <laughs> and we'll see what dc does with this right like they're they're supposed to be releasing a ton of shows on here so um, yeah right now but, there's I two mean, they're <laughs> not considered the extended universe so no no it's that's what this podcast is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but it is just another facet to DC's confusing amount of properties. Yeah, the, I think the biggest issue is they take their properties and they'll use the same property for four different things at the same time. Right. And your average fan, your average audience isn't going to care. Like, you know. No, like not. 
get into it a little bit more whenever we talk about the MCU. MCU is MCU, and they've done a very good job of making sure that they're not getting their their wires crossed on anything they're doing. Even the the Netflix series they ran, while they were all considered part of the same universe, they never explicitly said they were part of the cinematic universe. They were always the Netflix universe. But then they did make hints that, you know, events that had happened in the, the cinematic universe had they would they would affect and so I didn't I haven't watched any of those and, and I yeah. honestly doubt I will ever have the time to go back but I've heard that that right and like Heroes of the Shield and stuff like that things things that happened in Marvel movies affect that world yeah which I think is really interesting they've actually tied it in that well and made it work yeah. and again planning and forethought yeah um, it's so much planning so if you had to wrap up all your thoughts in one thing what would you say your closing thoughts on the DC universe. It's confusing. I mean, overall, there's some really interesting stories in there. I think you have some really cool stories to tell, but I think it has been plagued by a lack of planning and a lack of just proper vision and just kind of bungling execution over and over again, except for a few bright spots with, yeah, I agree with you with Wonder Woman and Aquaman being brighter spots. Yeah, I think what DC needs to learn is to, unless you're going to reboot the Watchmen, keep Zack Snyder away from your superheroes. Please keep away. Please go away. Um, and give me more Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, all, all I want. That's all I had for closing there. Is I want to see yeah. more Aquaman. As always, lovely audience, thank you for listening to us yet again on the podcast that nobody asked for today on the DC Extended Universe. As always, you can find me on Twitter at DrFumble07. Yep, and I'm on Twitter at AndySum25. We are both on Facebook at Too Young To Be This Old. You can find our Facebook page, uh, which... You can thank all that fun content uh, to Ben, and he's been providing some some uh, much more creative posts than I was putting up there. So enjoy it, and if you haven't checked it out, you should check out some of the fun uh, fun episode titles we've done in the past, and uh, descriptions I think are getting better. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whenever you're listening to it, I hope you either have a great morning, day, or afternoon, and you guys enjoy it. All right, bye.